Hey folks, welcome to a interview-only episode of the FLB Podcast. Um, we have a couple on tap for you this week to supplement Kyle and I's uh, sort of late-in-the-game Sam Rayburn wrap-up. Uh, first up is Chad Warren. Uh, he and I sort of talk about Rayburn and then kind of his career to this point and look ahead a little bit. Tomorrow you can look forward to another one with myself and Tom Reddington. Uh, we'll talk some Sam Rayburn, I'm sure probably a little bit of baseball and uh, just see where it takes us then of course you know next week Kyle and I should have a full actual normal episode so thanks for bearing with us through the beginning of the season and uh, here's Chad Warren all right and now we are joined by Chad Warren a sophomore FLW tour pro coming off a fourth place finish in the season opener on Sam Rayburn uh, Chad thanks for coming on you bet um, I guess I want to get into like, you know, first year on tour and how you made it back and that sort of thing. But, you know, for the time being, why don't we just dive right into Sam Rayburn? Um, can you kind of give me a little bit of a rundown of how you caught your fish? Cause I didn't get to watch you fish and I know you fished a few different spots, but other than like throwing a Carolina rig and a crankbait and then fishing like right next to the bushes, I couldn't really tell what was going on. Well, uh, I did a lot of homework before I got down there. Uh, I did a lot of work on on the internet, on Google Earth, and uh, I'd, I'd laid out all the creek channels. I went back, you know, and, and looked at the lake when it was low, and I marked out all the ditches, and I didn't really know if it was going to be a player with the lake being, you know, 10 foot high, uh, but I ended up first off starting to run that stuff in practice the first day when I got there and uh I was catching a few fish out of the ditches and stuff but none of them were big ones and I actually the one of the places I found there was a fish came up schooling behind me uh and threw out there and, and caught it and shook a couple off and ended up graphing it after I got a couple bites and it was it was actually a, a clay spot um that the waves had had basically washed a ledge uh into the bank at normal pool and it came up you know that 10 foot and that made basically a little ledge out there in the clay that those fish were stacked up on um and that's ended up where i caught you know i caught a pretty good majority of my fish i'd say probably half of them yeah that was like your starting spot like every day right yeah and i and i'd go there and the first day i caught some big ones off of it and they kind of got a little smaller throughout the tournament um and i kind of had to show them something different almost every day to get them to bite that first day i think i caught him on a swim jig just throwing it out there and letting it hit the bottom and then dragging it back basically just kind of swimming it um the next day i caught him mostly on on a carolina rig um and a little bit on that swim jig and the third day i think i caught him mostly on a carolina rig and uh nico rig and that last day i caught him cranking out there Hmm, yeah yeah i remember that you kind of pulled out the crankbait and it got like pretty hot there for a minute yeah, it was almost every cast, and it seemed like every time you showed them something they hadn't seen yet, uh, it got like that, you know. I don't know if just they were getting conditioned to what I was throwing, and I had to try something different every day. Um, the other, the second area that I caught them at um, was basically just a channel swing that I'd had 
laid out on my graph from uh, Google Earth, and there was just a hard spot between the bushes and, and the hydrilla, and I didn't really know that it was there. I just knew the channel swung up against it, and I got one bite there in practice and just kept on fishing. Um, and when I went back through there the, the first day of the tournament, I realized how many fish were there. I mean, it was it was a spot probably about the size of a of a dinner table, you know, and uh, and they were just stacked right there. And it was I ended up looking at it afterwards and noticing that it is a hard spot right there. It seems like uh, it seems like hard spots were like super key in the tournament, or like places there wasn't grass because there's so much grass in the lake. And I know Sam George caught him on a hard spot. Like Terry Bolton was fishing a lot of places that were actually just little hard patches and stuff. Like that was a big key. Yeah, and I think that some of those, you know, I don't know. I think Sam was probably fishing deeper than I was, but it seemed like that uh, in my mind that maybe that grass was a little deeper than they wanted to be um and so those fish were pulling up to the next thing which they didn't want to get in the bushes and i don't know if it was because there was so much shade in that bushes maybe it wasn't as warm but they were sitting right on that edge for me um and i didn't really figure it out i plan on going back up there to that area and practicing again on uh on tuesday and end up getting sick and not getting up there um so friday i, I had a decent bag pretty early and went looking for for more stuff like that and I found a, I found another spot. You know, I was just running places where the channel swung or where there was tight contours, and uh, I'd fished about six or seven spots like that on Friday afternoon, and I finally I found another one that was just loaded, just like those first two were. Um, and it was the same thing. It was a hard edge between the hydro and the bushes, and that spot actually. And I didn't know it till I got home, and I looked at it on on Google, and there's actually an old road bed there. Uh, that ran out right to that little drop and i guess that was what what, what made the hard spot in that spot hmm, uh, that's uh that's real cool um, i wish i would have i wish i would have had that other day of practice because uh i feel like i could have maybe put it together a little sooner and that you know that's i think that second or third day i only had 16 or 18 pounds i think friday and saturday um and if i could have found another spot like that i think i i would have would have had a little better chance to catch up to Bolton and LeBrun. Yeah, because day two you had 18, well, almost 19, and then day three you only had 16 and change. Um, what was it, you know, I, I remember you saying that you were sick in practice or whatever. What was it that knocked you out of commission for that? For that? I don't have a clue. I just, I woke up on, uh, I woke up on Tuesday morning and was just sicker than a dog. Uh, I I don't know if I had food poisoning or what I had, but uh, it it wasn't good. Well, I'm glad it turned around. I guess probably the off day, you know, helped out a little bit. And, you know, it sure turned around in the tournament, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I wanted to power through and just and keep practicing. But I thought, well, it's probably better for me to be sick on a practice day than it is on derby day. So I uh, I came back and, and, you know, laid down and got some medicine. And it, was, it wasn't for as, for as tough of a practice and as sick as I got, I was real pleased with how it turned out, you know. Yeah, that's for sure. So you've made two tour top tens now and really you've had a chance to win twice you know what's uh do you feel like there's anything from keeping you getting over that last little hump or is it just a matter of it'll happen when it happens because it's kind of rare that someone could be this early into their career and have been this close to a win so many times i don't know that that first one at the potomac river i was i was pretty green i mean i've been fishing my whole life but 
I hadn't I hadn't had any experience netting fish, you know, on my own. Uh, I always fished team derbies and had co-anglers, and so I uh, I lost I lost two or three fish in that Potomac River tournament that that I would have that would have that would have let me win by you know over a pound, you know, good fish that that would have that really would have done it. Um, and I think about them a lot. Uh, <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> but you know, this tournament I fished pretty clean. I, I've I think I've kind of settled in a little bit. You know, I've that first year I fished, I ran around like a chicken with my head cut off everywhere, you know, just uh, balls to the wall as fast as I could go. And I'm sure I was fishing over them, you know. I was trying to find some magical spot, I guess. Uh, and that last tournament at the Potomac, I'd, I think I was like 40 grand in the hole. And I really just kind of slowed down and said, I'm just going to go fishing, enjoy this, and, you know. And and I realized that that's what I need to do. You know, that's what I do at home when I'm fishing on the lakes. I know I don't I don't get in a hurry. Yeah, I've watched you, and you're not a you're pretty methodical guy as far as you know from every time I've seen you fish on the water. And that's and I do a lot better when I fish like that. Um, yeah, I've, I've won some tournaments where I've run and gun, and uh, you know I guess Brian thrift them. But you know when I do better, it seems like if, if I can slow down and and fish methodically then i i do a lot better and that's kind of what i've you know i came out this year and i went out there and just fished slow didn't try to overlook anything you know tried to really pick everything apart in practice if i was in an area you know i i fished like i used to i wasn't running around like i i guess i thought that you're fishing against the big boys you're gonna have to do something different well to get there i did i fished like i know how and and that's slow and and methodical and that first six tournaments of my rookie season i didn't fish that way i I guess i thought i had to do something different to compete and i i I realized that i don't you know i do better relaxed and comfortable Hmm. i like that because i was you know i was for sure going to ask you about that because your first six tournaments were they're pretty much just straight up disasters like there's no way around that but like every single time you know every single year in the costa in the Costas, like in the Southwestern Division, you do great. 2016, you had a pair of top 10s. You know, you had a top 10 2017. 2018, I think you almost had, you had one, you had one almost top 10, you know, 12th at Grand. Like, you pretty much have, heck, at Fort Gibson, that counts as almost a top 10 because half a fish would have, like, won you the tournament. That one was so tough. Right. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, you've always done well, and then you look at that, those first six tournaments and it's just so disconcerting you know and a lot of it was you know not fishing out of my region uh you know i had i didn't me and my dad and you know i we didn't travel around fishing when i was a kid we fished around here and to transition from places you know places you've caught fish to places you've never been uh that's a pretty big jump you know um i'm not wasn't much of a grass fisherman before that rookie season and i think half the lakes we went to were full of grass um i'd probably fished grass three times you know before that uh so that was a big transition too um figuring out you know what you got to do to get bit in in a totally different lake and uh and that was a big that was a big learning curve too yeah for sure now going into florida here obviously this will be your second crack at florida uh but Florida can be tricky, and it's got a ton of grass. Like, how do you how do you feel about Toho? Did you get over to pre-practice at all, or is that not in the cards? 
No, I didn't get to pre-practice Toho. Um, but I have a lot better understanding uh, of how Florida works than I did the first time I went. You know, um, and I've done I've done a whole lot more homework than I did in my rookie season too. Um, I can't tell you how many hours I spent working with my Garmin's and and working on Google Earth before that Rayburn tournament, and I've done the same thing for Toho. Um, and that's a, that's a big part of it, being prepared. You know, I think part of my problem that first year was I'd show up to places and it would take me a full day just to understand kind of how the lake lays out, you know. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to do a better job of, of being prepared for that when I get there. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think, you know, having a little momentum, uh, which can, can probably go either way, but it's probably not a bad thing. Uh, you know, so you got that on your side. You've got another year. You've seen, you've got just more grass experience, and you're going to need that the rest of the season too. It's not like, it's not like we don't have grass on the schedule, but right. it should be, you know, theoretically, I think this could be a lot better year for you. What, like going into the year, what were your expectations or what were your goals? Make money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I won uh, between the coasters and the. Uh, and the FLW that first year, I think I won almost fifty thousand dollars, and uh, I I didn't make any money. You know, uh, I pretty much paid for all of it out of my pocket. Um, this year, I've got a lot more help financially. Um, I think I've got about half the year paid just in what I won at Rayburn, um, and I've got you know Air Gas is helping me out, and I've got another company, local business here in Sand Springs. Uh, that's helping me out, and that that takes a lot of weight off your shoulders, you know. Whenever you, you know, I was I was 26 years old the first year I fished the tour, and I spent every every bit of the money I had to get out there, and uh, I don't, <clears throat> I was I was going to come home broke, you know. I mean, in the hole bad, and that Potomac tournament really bailed me out. I mean, I didn't didn't yeah. make a bunch of money that year, but uh, to start off with twenty thousand uh, dollars after the first derby, you know. I just I might actually make some money this year, you know. I like and it. I, and I don't have to worry about it quite as much starting off on such a good foot, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's definitely a that's definitely a factor. Um and like I think that you know, I I know it turned around for you at that final one, but it seems to me a lot of guys talk about how when they when they don't have to think about the money as much, you know, when they that they fish better. And, like, I think that could, you know, for sure help you, too. And in an odd way, after that last one, I thought, well, heck, I'm already, you know, at the, at the Potomac, I was like, I'm already way in the hole. What's it going to matter if I lose this one? So I just went fishing. You know, I didn't worry about the money. Um, and that was one of the first ones I didn't worry about the money. I probably didn't worry about the money in the first two of my rookie season, and I probably didn't worry about the money in the last one. And it, You know, because what's it matter? You're already way down there, already paid. uh I was like, heck with it. I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm going fishing, you know. And, and I'm just a, I'm just a dumb old redneck. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think about it too much when I'm out there. You know, you do all your homework you can, and once you get out there, it's just fishing, you know. I don't, I know a lot of guys are pretty, get pretty scientific in their practice, and you know, you know, trying to figure out every little detail. And I, I think I do better if I, I kind of let it develop as it goes. I just try to get a bite here, a bite there, and. You know that's kind of what happened at Rayburn. I I never caught a four pounder in practice, and uh, I think my best day I might have had 14 pounds. And 
that uh, that that Friday, I the Friday the second day of the tournament, I I I I knew what was going on. I knew where they were and where they wanted to be, and I knew if I could catch a big bag and and have time, I could find more stuff like it. You know, I mean, when it starts clicking like that and you really understand what's going on, that's when you got a chance to win. For sure. Now you said that your goal was to make money and like, I get that, but I want to kind of press you on the performance side of things a little bit or like what you think, maybe not what you, what you think you can do, but like just some of your goals a little bit. Cause you know, Oklahoma's kicked out like a lot of really good anglers. Um, you know, probably like Jason Christie, Edwin Evers, like maybe first among them. And you know, you have a great record at the FLW series level and a, a let's say like really high and really low record on tour um it seems like there could be some potential for like a pretty legit you know full-time pro angler there like what do you what do you think you've got or what do you think maybe two years from now you will have i don't know man is money's uh money's a big deal out there you know if, if i can afford it and keep doing it uh yeah i'd like to i'd like to i'd like to be a jason christie or an edwin evers you know uh i love doing it um but uh, it's it's a it's an awful hard way of making a living. Um, you know, I got a little girl at home now, and kind of what I told myself at this beginning of this season is that if I couldn't make some money, this was going to be one of my last years to try. It, you know, I don't want to I don't want to be uh, 40 years old and living out of the back of my truck and coming home to, you know, not having any money. You know, it that makes life tough. And uh, I uh, I just. Like I said, I mean, I know that it's kind of silly, but I, I, I just want to make money. It's a job, and uh, if, I, if I can't make money at it, you know, I'm not going to keep digging a hole. Uh, I think I got a chance to, to do it and do it successfully, you know, and, and, and make money doing it. Uh, I don't care if I'm rich, but, you know, I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck, so uh, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at, you know, kind of, I need to make money, and, uh, you know, I figured... I need to make, I don't know, if I can get, you know, another $40,000, then I'll be all right to fish again next year. If uh, that 20000 is all I win this season, then it's going to be hard to do it again next year. Fair enough. Um, I would say one of those opportunities to win some money coming up uh, could be Grand Lake because, man, you always catch them at Grand Lake. Like, what uh, what are we going to be looking at the end of March, uh, beginning of April uh, for Grand this year, do you think? Man, we've been getting a lot of rain. Uh, you know, I haven't been up there. I think the last time I was up there was uh, December, sometime around Christmas. Uh, and it was a little dirty. Um, but the, you never know. I mean, it, it just depends on the weather. Um, it could be flooded. We could be flipping bushes. We we could be out there throwing jerk baits over, you know, 30 foot of water. It, you never know. I mean, uh, I, I hope that the fish are starting to move up. Um, you know, it was thing about grand you can fish the same spot for four days and the fourth day and be the best one you know i fished a coast up there uh, i think it was three years ago i think i ended ended up in fifth and i think i only had four fish in the last day yeah birds won that one i uh i remember that very clearly uh your collinger yep. caught a really big one from behind the at the back of the boat um on the yep. final day yeah that one still sings too that would have done it for me too <laughs> yeah. plus side i took some good pictures of it <laughs> yeah, you did. I remember the pictures. Uh, but just what's funny about that is I fished the same spot. Me and my dad fished a team tournament the day after that, and uh, we had uh, almost 25 pounds with our best five. Oh, gosh. And, 
and we threw three pounders back all day long you know i mean that just shows i mean when they, when they start moving up and you get a big wave of them it, it gets pretty fun up there and i mean i know guys are probably the local guys are saying i hope it's tough because that gives the locals experience you know an advantage but i don't i hope we go out there and we 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 whack them i think that'll be fun i like it well i'm definitely looking forward to it because like grand i know it, it seems like it can be a pretty tough lake um and uh, of well, course month, it can be wide open too like it, it seems like there's a lot of variety you can have there the month of march gets tough up there and you know january and february usually the fishing is really good and the month of march sometimes gets really tough um the coast up there last year was an example of that you know uh i know that uh i know that the guys that did well you know they caught them pretty good i think uh chris jones and and uh jeff sprague they both i think they tied for first and i think the tie went to to chris but uh they caught them good but if you look at the rest of the field i think myself and maybe one other guy were the only ones that had a limit you know the first two days of the tournament um no, I wasn't on the right ones, but uh, the month of March can be tough up there sometimes. So it's just kind of a crapshoot on what the weather does and and what the rain does and the lake level and all that. But I kind of I, I expect it to be a pre-spawn deal. Um, it could get warm in March and they they could be on beds when we get up there. You know, you never know. Uh, personally, I hope they're not on beds and I hope it's not clear. But uh, <laughs> that's just me. I'd rather not look at them if I don't have to. Yeah, Todd Castledine would probably like him to be on beds and it to be super clear. Uh, mm-hmm. Bradley Hallman probably wouldn't mind that either, but he seems to be pretty good on Grand just in general. Yeah, Chris I Jones think. and Jeff Sprague, neither of them caught a limit on day one of that tournament last year. Yeah, and, so, I, and I don't know if that was accurate or not, but I, I think someone told me that after the Derby that um, myself and one other person were the only guys that caught a limit both first days. Yeah. No, you – well – no, Sheldon Collins caught a limit, and Toby Hartzell both caught a limit. Uh, I don't think that's quite accurate, but you're definitely yeah. up there. It was, I may be wrong. <laughs> it was uh, it was in the running. There's a another there's another Warren, uh, Kurt Warren, who caught yeah. a limit both of the first two days. Is he related just, to you at all or not? No, we better be glad he's not in that tournament too. He's good up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, he's, that he coast, catches that, that coast up there in June. If I was a betting man, I'd have to put my money on him. Okay, I I like the sound of that. Um, or are you going to fish any of the Costas, or pretty much just straight uh, up tour? I I paid my money for the Grand Lake Costa. I I got an email said I was on a waiting list, but that's the only one I I plan on fishing. Okay, I like it. I try to put trying to put all my eggs into that one basket. Cool. Um, let's see. So I guess in 2017, uh, when you fished the tour, you didn't. Um, you didn't really go up north. Like, the Potomac was our most northern tournament, right? right. Or was it... Or well, did we fish in Mississippi that year? We did, yeah. Yeah, we so fished you fished in Mississippi, the Potomac, and... I mean, they're somewhat similar, somewhat dissimilar fisheries. Uh, but do you have much smallmouth experience? Or, like, what's your vibe on Champlain? Because that's a interesting ender this year. Yeah, I'm not real sure. I've never been up there. Um, I went to St. Clair last year and, and fished for a couple of days. Um, before you guys got up there, before the tour got up there. I bet that was fun. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I don't know, you know, I, I guess you can go catch catch a largemouth at Champlain too, so uh, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't, you know, it's probably not the most confident I am for one of those, for one of them, but, uh, you know, we all got to fish the same pond, so maybe I can figure it out, you know. 
Alrighty. Well, sounds good to me. Um, I guess before I let you go, is there anywhere people should follow you or anything you want to pl- plug in particular uh, before we call today? What do you mean, social media and stuff like that? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Or, I mean, if you want to give people your address and have them like, come to your house, but probably not that. Well, I'm having a crawdad boil uh, Friday night. Uh, so if you guys can find my house, come on. We'll, uh, <laughs> we're going to have a good time. Uh, no, I, uh, I'm i trying to do better on the social media side of things. And uh, I... I uh, that's not, that's probably where I need to work quite a bit on is is you know promoting my sponsors and 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 all that and I just uh, I've had an Instagram my wife's run it for the last few years and uh, I uh, I just now kind of got myself in there and I'm I'm trying to trying to do uh, do better on the social media so if uh, you can follow my Instagram page I think it's Chad Warren Fishing and and like my uh, my Facebook page. Um, I'm working on the video. I'm not as fast as these guys editing editing those GoPro videos. So uh, I'm working on one of all my fish catches from Rayburn, and I'm going to try to get it out there by this end of this week. And I have uh, seen a lot of those fish catches, and they're good ones. So, folks, when it gets out, you're going to want to watch it. I would say. Um, but man, I guess it's that probably, being, I guess it's so. probably the best video I'll put out anyway. <laughs> well, don't sell yourself short, man. I mean, we could be uh, we could be talking about like a whole bunch of swim jig. 10 pounders at toho you never know i hope so man i uh i'm looking forward to toho i'm looking forward to seminole uh and i'm, I'm really looking forward to grand all righty well uh man thanks for coming on i really appreciate it and i will uh i'll see you in florida all right sounds good thanks